God is good all the time. And all the time. Welcome to you. I'm Pastor Luis Garcia, a pastor of this congregation. Welcome to you, worshiping with us online. Blessings to you. I like how people turn to, to the cameras, like, hey, hello, yes. Blessings to you as well. Welcome everyone to this place that we call church. And that is the communion of the saints, the family of God that meets here at 11 a.m. on Sundays, right? To worship God, to learn about God, and to be sent out into the world and do something about our faith. God is good all the time. This is the Lord that the, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So let us worship the Lord today. Our worship leaders, the cars, if you are able, please stand. Let us worship the Lord with all our heart. Blessings to all. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How many love the Lord this morning? With all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Just repeat after me. 
today. Amen, amen. Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and lift our voices, lift our hands, and just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for starting us on our way. Thank you for allowing us to be here today. We ask you to just prepare our hearts to receive your word as our pastor comes forth. Father, and let us not leave here the same on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
because you've been better to me than I could be to myself. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Because every day you give me brand new mercies, Lord. That's why. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Have you ever, oh Lord? That's why my heart is filled with praise. You may be seated. We have a good God, a good God, merciful God, merciful God, and he takes care of us. Well, before our Bible reading, I, I want to comment uh, on the prayer request you received last Friday via email regarding a, a legal issue that trustees uh, led by Marilyn is dealing with. And, and there's a lot we can say, but I just want to share the testimony, uh, and this is, this is beautiful. Not, not even an hour after we sent the email requesting prayers. And you know, people in Mexico, in the United States, in other places, they were praying for the same thing, <laughs> all right? So not, not even an hour after, after we sent the email request, requesting prayers, somebody in the county office after a long wait, I pick up the phone. That's the first miracle. <laughs> then after more waiting, uh, Miss Marilyn uh, talked to a person who was reasonable and helpful. Second miracle. Amen. <laughs> well, in short, uh, we are dealing with uh, this issue. And this Tuesday, we hope to clarify the whole situation. And I share a, a verse last Friday. I mistakenly wrote um, as, as from the book of Psalms. Actually, it is from Proverbs 21.1. And it says, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Let's keep praying that God con continues to lead this process and move the hearts of the people in power. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. So at this moment, um, we will receive the word of God uh, for today from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 22 verses 15 uh, to 20. And if you are able, please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. 
and they brought him a denarii. Then he said to them, whose head is this and whose title? They answered, the emperor's. Then he said to them, give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. surrender all. I mean, I just send the Bible verse, they pick up the music. <laughs> we'll see. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, you are our God, and, and we are your people. As we come to this time of preaching and teaching, we pray that we can find wisdom and direction. May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. We belong. 
I was referring to the, the connection between the music and, and the passage for today. But uh, if you read the scripture, if you have it there, uh, Matthew 22, 15 to uh, 22, what an interesting passage uh, in our gospel reading about uh, Jesus and taxes. Jesus and taxes. <laughs> and let me tell you something. A few weeks ago, I was uh, preparing a series of sermon on stewardship. And, and checking on the lectionary book that you might be familiar with that uh, has a list of readings suggested for each Sunday uh, in the year. And actually, it's a three-year kind of series. Uh, many pastors and, and, and several denominations um, use that resource. So in the lectionary, uh, this passage of Matthew 22, 15 to 22 came up as one of the readings suggested for today. Today of all days, this week of all weeks, well, we are dealing with some um, difficult uh, tax issues for the church. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. Amen? Are you trying to tell us something, God? But you know what? Maybe this is a good way to, to introduce a series of sermons on stewardship. Stewardship. And let me clarify one thing. Uh, that when I speak about stewardship, I, I am not only referring to money or resources, but about all the areas of our life uh, where God, we can say, where God demands our commitment and faithfulness. We in the Methodist Church, every time we receive a new member as part of the membership vows, we commit to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church with our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and a very important one, witness witness those are five areas of stewardship that will help us grow each one of us in the middle and together with this community as good and faithful servants and remember the word of the lord when he was talking about up there and the lord will say well done good and faithful servant you have been trustworthy in few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Amen. So I hope we can grasp this feeling together. Being a good steward of God's gifts is being committed and faithful in all the areas of our lives for the honor and glory of our Lord. Amen? I mean, I can talk more about the stewardship, um, you know, from the beginning of creation. Even in a creation that was perfect, God wanted Adam and Eve to be stewards of creation. And so in the same way, we should be stewards of what we have received from God. But you know what? The creation today is certainly not perfect. 
In fact, society is very imperfect. And how about our personal finances? Well, I hope and pray that they are moving into perfection. Can I have an amen on amen, amen, amen? But the truth is that we live, we live in a world, world where the power of money rules. We live in a world where the power of money dictates economics and politics where personal and national greed, and this has been through history, where personal and national greed and stepping on others is okay for the sake of success. So some people call it uh, for the sake of, of progress. We live in an imperfect world, in a very imperfect economic and political society. Simply, I could say, a sinful world. There is no, not a perfect economic system, and there is not a political system that can rule the world in the way that God wants. And there is a simple explanation or one explanation for this, although it's not so simple to understand it and accept it. But the thing is that in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, and Jesus is a witness to this, in the kingdom of God, money is not a priority. Money is not a priority. Economics in our society involves things like the stock market, profitable businesses, and such. But these things are not a priority in the kingdom of God. And yet, we live, and Jesus lived, in a political system where we need to give to the government what is demanded. We need to fulfill some ethical and professional obligations that require resources. Do we need firefighters? Of course, this, that requires resources. Do we need freeways? That also requires money, although I think we need fewer cars, but that's another conversation, all right? At the same time, we are more people who see the needs of others and are moved to compassion. So, so are people hungry? Who's going to feed them, right? Do we need hospitals and affordable health care? Who's going to take care of them with good service that is affordable? All of that requires resources and the good and fair use of our tax dollars. So the dilemma is, how do we conceive of both worlds? The world where money, as Jesus said, is the great idol, the great mammon, right? And in contrast, the world where we pray that God's will might be done on earth, on earth as it is, in heaven. How can we deal with both worlds at the same time? 
Well, as in our gospel reading today, a similar dilemma was presented to Jesus. The dilemma was that a citizen under the rule of Rome, Jesus needed to pay taxes. Why was this a problem for Jesus? Well, if Jesus said yes to the question of taxes, then he was surrendering to the oppressive regime of Rome, and that was not going to be very popular among the Jewish people. If Jesus said no to taxes, then he was at odds with the Roman authorities and would confirm their suspicions that he was a threat to the empire. Uh, probably you notice, as on other occasions, uh, this was a way for the religious establishment, in this case the Pharisees, to test Jesus. Right? A, a way to try and make him fall into a mistake so they could trap him. Uh, by the way, did you notice how the Pharisees, uh, they, they didn't go themselves, they, they sent the disciples? Right? Have you heard of their politics? Well, okay. But I just want to, to say that it looks a lot like the political rhetoric we are hearing right now, where one side wants to trap the other side in order to gain votes or power. You know well our society and political environment is very divided right now, so we need to pray for that as well. Yeah, the Bible says pray for your leaders. And they show uh, the kind of, of person they are according to what they want. Their aspiration, good or bad, but especially, I think, at the end. In the end, it is what is already in their heart. The way they behave, what they want in life or in their careers. And it's the same for us. The fruits of our actions will speak of what is in our hearts. Amen? And so, as believers, as people who try to follow Jesus, how do we show what is in our hearts? How do we show who we are, not only in this society, but as part of the kingdom of God here on earth. So while the religious people wanted to put Jesus on the spot, and while they were trying to mess with Jesus, uh, we can call it political involvement, right? Jesus yet again, and that is Jesus. Jesus takes the issue to a higher level, to, to a level that really matters. As people are asking if it is right to pay taxes, Jesus takes the issue to a higher level. Uh, and the seminary, uh, a seminary process, professor uh, explained this passage uh, like this. I want to share that with you. When Jesus said, show me a coin, and then he asked, whose head is this and whose title? They answered, of course, the emperor's, right? 
Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. But you know what? That coin and that coin and the other coin and all the coins have the emperor's head. All of them belong to this kingdom, the kingdom of earth. Those coins belong to an earthly kind of system. All money belongs to this earth. They belong to this kingdom, small k. And so we need to give it to him. And yes, while we are on earth, we are subject to this system, but, but we are aiming towards another system that will be established. And that system is the kingdom, capital K, the kingdom of God. Now this then brings up at least two points or two questions. First, should we pay taxes to an earthly government? Well, yes, plenty of system. But I think the most important question here, the challenge, actually, the challenge for us today, the challenge for every one of us that call ourselves followers of Christ, can we go through life in the middle of this society, this economy, with bondly payments and taxes, can we go through life living with the conviction that money is not ruling my life? Can we go through life uh, without letting money or resources control our hearts and much less our faith? Can we live like that? Can we go through life knowing and convinced that although we need to be wise and careful with money and resources, in the end, in the end, money and resources won't control our life because we don't belong to this kingdom. We don't belong to the kingdom of money. Rather, rather... We belong to the kingdom of God. We belong to the kingdom of God. We are part of the kingdom of God. Turn to the person beside you and said, You belong to the kingdom of God. You belong to the kingdom of God. And brothers and sisters, that is a key issue to know, to grasp, to live up to, knowing and being convinced in heart and mind that above all things, we belong to God. We belong to God. Because as Jesus said, this coin and that coin and all coins belong to earth. And if they belong to earth, where do you and I belong? Who controls your life, your feelings, your desires? Sisters and brothers, we belong to God. We belong to that kingdom. And while tomorrow we will get the letter or email or even text about the next payment 
for our Ferrari, if you have one. <laughs> yeah, we know. We are convinced that our heart is not in the money, but our heart is with God. What I can see in the modern church is that we have fallen into a sort of economic syncretism model in this society. And syncretism, it is the blend of Christianity with local religious beliefs. Uh, this was seen a lot in Latin America during the Spanish conquest. But interestingly, in churches that follow the prosperity gospel, you can see a blend of the fruits of a prosperous economy combined with the belief that the, the only blessing that is real and true is that that is shown with monetary rewards. That is economic syncretism. And although it is true that the worker is worthy of a fair salary, can I have an amen? Yeah, okay, thank you, SPRC. Okay, and um, it is also true that God prospers those who trust in him. We also, just so, and I'm repeating again, money belongs to this earthly kingdom, and although we may be blessed with prosperity, it should not be our end goal. Not our end goal. You might remember uh, the parable from, of, of the rich fool, uh, Luke chapter 12. All his life, this very smart, uh, uh, rich person uh, lived and worked to accumulate resources. In the end, of course, he dies, and God says, you fool, you forgot about God. You forgot about God. While God blesses and helps us to prosper, that is not the end goal for our Christian life. So Jesus, aiming towards the kingdom to come with the end in mind, that should be our aim as well. Meanwhile, as we care for our families, as we care for our church, as, as well as for the least, the last, and the lost in society, we are showing, we are testifying to where our faith is. We are showing who we trust. We trust in God. God cares for us because we belong to God. And something that is beautiful is that puts into perspective, and this is very important, it puts into perspective what God in his great mercy has given us in this life, including our Ferrari, if you have one. And so my prayer is that you and I can keep trusting and looking for that kingdom, running with perseverance the race marked out for us.
as Paul said, because these are Paul's words, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, because that is the way how we will be able to put the things that belongs to this kingdom here and to know that we are looking for something much, much better. Amen. And amen. I surrender all. I surrender As I was meditating on this passage, I realized that although it looks uh, like this is a passage of a simple uh, lesson and a simple commercial transaction, in fact, this is one of the hardest challenges from Jesus to us, to separate us from what rules this world, money, and instead... Let our lives be ruled and sustained by God. That is not an easy transition. But remember what the Apostle Paul wrote. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, who, how will he not also, along with Christ, graciously, graciously give us all things? We belong to God. And it is a privilege that as children of God, we are taken care by him. Would you pray with me? Eternal God, you have brought us from dust, and to dust we shall one day return. But until that day, help us love one another better, to care for one another better, 
to be better neighbors in our communities, better brothers and sisters in our congregation, better citizens in our country and world, and to be a light in this world that leads people to find you, the true God. Today, as we come to worship and we celebrate and we rejoice, you, you know well, it is in our hearts that we remember those places that have been under war for so long time. And at this moment, we especially pray for the situation in Israel and Palestine. We pray for the innocent people displaced with no roof and, and protection over them, for the people still captive in the enemy's hands. We pray that in the middle of chaos, the leaders of the world can come to a peaceful agreement. And we pray above all things for that time when the Prince of Peace will come to reign over the whole earth. Until then, we will keep praying and we will trust in you. Fill our minds with your presence, of, with the presence of, of the Holy Spirit, that we might learn to follow you closely and follow your Son, Jesus. In his name, we pray and we say together, Amen and Amen. Amen. As we come to our time, then when we offer our worship uh, to God through our offerings and tithes, uh, let us remember that God loves the cheerful giver. So with a smile in your faces, let's uh, give, uh, receive the uh, offering uh, today for you worshiping with us online. You will see on your screen the ways you can send your offerings and tithes. So we're receiving the offering at this uh, moment. Amen. I belong to God. Pray. Holy God, source of every good gift, the tithes and offerings we bring to you are simple. I'll simply a token of our desire to walk more closely beside you. We give knowing that uh, rendering unto you what is yours would mean leaving everything at your altar. All we have and all we are. Although we're not there yet, but with your help, we are on the road to getting there. 
Bless what we give. May it speak words of compassion, mercy, and love as it empowers your mission and ministry to this through this church of Pacoima first. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus, whose light we seek to follow. Amen and amen. Thank you, brother. For sure, uh, you remember that old hymn that says, let not your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear. And resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fear. Though by the path he led it, but one step I may see, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Amen. Amen. As you are able, please stand, let us receive the benediction and go with this word. He's taking care of you because we belong to him. May the peace of God, the love of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses, be with you, with your family, now and forever. Amen and amen. And let the people of God say...